Welcome everyone to the Aesthetic Coaches Corner. My name is George Scandalas. We've got another hot episode for you today. It is a lucky or unlucky number 13, depending on how you feel about the number. Personally, it's one of my favorite numbers. I love 13 because you know why? Everybody loves to hate 13, which makes me love it a little more because hate is just an expression of a different type of love. But we'll get into that on another episode. Today, though, we are taking a journey and not just any journey. We are hopping on the patient journey and on this plane in first class to talk about it. I've got my favorite coaches. We'll start with the ones from down south, the power couple, the best looking couple in the industry, Nick Tverdick and Steph Tverdick. And the crowd goes wild. (laughs) And all the way from Edmonton, all the way up there in the north of Canada, We've got the bitchin' beautician, Lisa Kraus. What's going on, Lisa? So good to be here, always. Uh, we love that. Uh, episode 13, hope it's a lucky one for you. It and of will course, be. <laughs> the only competition the couple from down south ever receives is from the couple out in Canada. The one, the only, revenue doctors. And the better half of the couple is me, but the other half is Nathan Strong. Thank you, George. I, I, I feel that Nick introduces his wife a lot nicer than you introduced me. Do you want a Nick Tverdick introduction for you? I would love one of those. I would love one of those. Let me just revert. If we can just edit that out, we'll do that again. So... From Toronto and Ottawa, we've got the better looking, taller, smarter, funnier, more handsome, the one that wears the pants even when he's in a skirt, Nathan Strong. That is so much better. That is such a Nick Tverdick, eh? I nailed yeah. it. I nailed it. All right. Yeah. You guys ready to hop on this, this Boeing 737? Is it a max or is it not? And we are taking a patient journey. We're hopping on the plane. We're talking about one of the most important things everybody needs to discuss and look at in their clinic. You're going to want to take some notes, those of you that are listening, because you're going to want to map this out for yourselves. Your patient journey is everything. How do you make one? How important is it? What does it actually entail? We're going to hear today from our coaches with exactly 15 minutes on the clock. And this time we're really going to try, and I mean really try, Nathan Strom, this one's directed at you. We are going to try to stick to our 15 minutes. Are we ready, coaches? We're ready. We are ready. All right. First one to speak there was Steph Tverdick. So before Nick tells everybody how beautiful and how smart she is, we already know, (laughs) Nick. Let her just speak on her own. (laughs) Take it away. The clock has started. Well, this is one of our favorite topics in our clinic. And we actually just had a staff meeting yesterday where the bulk of our meeting surrounded this very topic, the patient journey. So that journey starts from the minute that they speak to somebody at your front desk and in your office and the minute that they walk in the door. It's not in the consult room. It's the minute that they walk in the door and making a connection and having a positive experience from the first you know, from the first introduction is so key. And oftentimes patients, when they come into our office, like, sure, we've got all the fancy lasers and all the fun treatments, but really what really makes their treatment um, pop, if you will, and what gets them results is having that connection with our staff in the treatments, getting to know them, asking them how they're doing, um, checking in with them, like, 
whatever service it is that they're doing, just making sure that they're doing everything that they need to do to be successful. And if you're not checking in with your patients, how do you know if they're not falling off the wagon when they go home or they're doing all the things that they need to do outside of your office to be successful and get great results? I 100% concur with her. I mean, <laughs> how, could, how could you not with that? Um, I, I, I would take it a little bit uh, a step further where um, the patient journey actually starts with the first time that they experience anything to do with your business. So whether that's an ad, whether that is something that they see on Facebook or your website, thing is putting out a particular type of emotional response or a visual response, whether it be beauty or professional or something along those lines, that really starts the entire patient journey with your business. Um, making sure that your entire staff is all dialed in, and this is elaborating a little bit more on what Steph was saying in our meeting yesterday, is we all need to be doing the exact same thing whether it be doing a treatment, whether it be checking in, asking the exact same questions to ensure that all of your patients are comfortable with their process, that they're seeing the same type of treatments if they're getting treated by somebody else, whether it be in a body contouring situation or something along those lines. It's crucial because that's what patients are paying for, for the life of the patient, not just on that initial visit. And so many people think that it's a one time in and out, um, this is a much more lengthy process, and we're going to talk more about that on future podcasts in the patient um, series, but the patient experience goes far beyond the consult and the advertising and the treatment. It's all together uh, into one successful piece for your patients to be happy and want to stay with you. Mm. I would just like to add one quick thing. There's so much going on in this world. There is so much negativity. There is so, so many stressors out there that when your patient walks in the door, the last thing you want for them is to feel that in your office. So it should be a reprieve and they should not have any of that exterior stuff. And it should be kind of like a getaway when they come in and they feel good. Absolutely. I agree with everything you guys said. And Nick, you know, I love that you talked about the, the different, aspects of where that patient journey starts. I think everybody needs to think about the way they respond to emails, their signatures, your website, your social media, how you put your response rate up there. Anything that's automated is also a way that someone gets in touch with you and starts that patient journey. Love what you both said. I want to I want to take it one step further because a lot of people think of the patient journey, oh, it's just from the minute they walk through the door and then they see someone and they go to the room and they get consulted and they do their appointment and they pay and then they leave. Where does the patient journey really end? Lisa Krauss. Um, so I, I think you hope it doesn't end, to be honest. You want that patient journey. You want a long-term patient. And so uh, you really want to focus on keeping them uh, for maintenance and things like that. So for me, I feel like it, it doesn't end, but I, I think in a patient journey, uh, a lot of times where clinics can sometimes fall short is in the follow-up of the patient journey. So you do all of this wonderful, it's like going on a date and then being ghosted after you have this wonderful time and you, you know, want to connect with them again. And so that, that follow-up, uh, within a day or two after to make sure that every, they don't have any questions or it's, I think it's continued patient care. And so, 
uh, hopefully that kind of answers that portion. I love what, um, what you guys were saying about, uh, it's the sum of all of the interactions. And so it's not just uh, the front, you know, front desk, uh, person that is greeting everybody. It's not the laser tech that does the treatment. It's not the doctor. It is literally the sum of all interactions. And when we think of customer experience or patient experience, patient journey, what have you, it used to be that, the buzzwords were customer service. And now, yes, you need to have customer service, but it is now the complaints department. So when you go to customer service, you're returning something. We need to really shift our focus on on making this an experience all-encompassing. Because when you look at that experience, the first crit- the critical portion is that first 90 days. And when you look at that first 90 days, it's going to determine how long they're going to stay with you, how much they're going to spend, and how much they're going to refer. It's no different than when you are in a relationship and you're dating. It's that if you think about that first 90 days, that's when those check marks and X's are happening in a relationship. And it's no different when your patient's coming in for a patient journey. They're giving check marks and X's every single moment they're at your your clinic. And for the follow-up, you want to make sure that you're really concentrating on that follow-up and and putting it to yourself like, oh, would I, you know, you don't want to ghost anybody and that's how it feels to a patient. So I think it's that all encompassing. You want to keep them, you want to grow them and you want to maintain them. I love that. Now I know my, my boy, Nathan has some good tips about follow-ups because there's one he absolutely loves to touch on, which is sorry, not the follow-ups where the patient journey could potentially end. And that comes with Google review. And he loves this one because that is not where your patient journey ends. If it ends at a Google review, you are in trouble. The Google review is the lock to the key that lets you know that you are going to see that patient again. Am I right or am I right, Nathan Strom? Yeah, that's the only thing I'm going to add to the patient journey here. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about how um, we can refine the patient journey as a clinic. So I think that's important. Um, my fellow coaches have nailed it on the head in regards to where the patient journey starts and where it ends because it doesn't end. It shouldn't end. I love what Lisa said about the follow-up. I also love what Steph said about things going on in the world right now. Like most patients take a day off to come and see us in our clinics. Like they actually take a day off. They look forward to it. They go out for drinks with their friends and they're like, guess where I'm going on Wednesday. I'm going to such and such clinic to get my injectables, my laser done, all that sort of stuff. So we need to understand that. And we need to see it from their point of view. When they're walking through the door, they're excited. They're about to drop a a shitload of cash, excuse my language, but it's a shitload of cash to make themselves feel feel fresher, be a better part of their self. So we need to understand that. I love that that Steph touched on that. But the Google review is so important. It's important from a business perspective, but it's also important from a staff morale perspective. So I think it's really important in your clinic, you have a way of finding more Google reviews. I really recommend to all of you out there, you look up a company called BirdEye. It actually links with your EMR system. Um, at five o'clock every day, you can set it up. So when patients leave your clinic, they automatically get a text that says to them, Hey, how was your experience? You can customize that text. It goes, 
it goes straight to Google if they've had a great experience so they can put a review down. If they have had not such a good experience, it goes straight to your inbox and they send you a message. And this is a great opportunity for you to get a message for bad feedback and respond as soon as possible and make it right by the patient. Because things happen in this industry. Not every patient's going to have a good experience for many, many reasons, but it's important that we follow up and do right with the with the patients that don't have a have a good experience. So that's part of refining uh, our patient uh, journey. But the keys to refining our patient journey, in my opinion, is you as a business owner, you need to invest back in your business, okay? And I have three amazing ways that you can do this. One is you hire mystery shoppers to come in and people that you trust or people that you respect to come in and go through the patient journey. And it's from start to finish. I mean, they drive in, they park their car, they come through the front door, and they experience the whole journey. The other thing is you yourself as a business owner, and this is so important, and I think you should do it right from the start again. You take the day off. I don't care if you're a doctor, the clinic manager, or what have you. You take the day off. You go into your clinic. You park. You go in. You sit in reception. You fill out the 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 medical history form. Because once you start doing that, you're going to realize there's things that you need to tweak and change in your patient journey. And you're going to have to do this quarterly because you need to refine it on an ongoing basis. Uh, George and I have done this in clinics that we've worked in. And George, at one stage, he, he tells a great story when we're on stage about the medical history form. He was telling uh, our, uh, our staff member, Katerina, uh, that our medical history form in a certain clinic was fine. Katerina was complaining that it was too long. And George went through the patient journey. And li- little did we see when he sat down to fill out the patient journey form, George was like, there's no way I'm filling this out. Do, have our patients been <laughs> filling this patient journey form out? Of uh, We tour a lot with uh, Dr. Diane Krabel. After she heard us talk about refining the patient journey in one of our, our talks, she became a patient in her clinic and she sat down on the bed and she realized that her ceilings needed painting. They looked disgusting because she had never been a patient in her clinic, so she'd never laid down on the bed to look up at her ceilings. There's so many things that you're going to notice. The, uh, the third thing that you need to do to refine your patient journey and I think you need to do this quarterly as well. Again, it's it's taking a day out of your clinic, out of your normal role, as you be a patient usher or liaison for the day. And what that means is you open the door for patients coming in, you get you greet them, you get them to checked into reception, and then you walk them to their rooms. It is amazing the conversations you're going to have with your patients. They are going to tell you. I love Sandra at the front desk. They're going to say, you know, but by Nick, your nurse, he's a little bit of a you know, he's, he's, not, he's, he's in a bad mood every time I see him. They're going to say so many things about your clinic that you've never heard before, and you're going to build a relationship with your patients. Just by doing that for one day, you're going to see the things that you do really well and the things that you don't do really well. So that's my thing on refining the patient journey. Hire mystery shoppers, be a mystery shopper yourself, and be a patient liaison for one day, and you should be doing that quarterly to continue to refine that patient journey. That's brilliant. All right, here's my last piece of advice because I get to say a little bit something on it. I want you guys to actually, whoever's listening to this, take out a piece of paper. If you're driving and listening to this episode, save it, download it, listen to it at a later date. There's another 12 episodes you should have downloaded in your folder anyways, but I know you're already caught up, but let's get back to this one. Take out a piece of paper and I want you to make a first circle and I want it to look like a board game. That first circle is how that patient gets in contact with you. Put in there. 
website, Instagram, Facebook, email, telephone, all the ways to get in contact with you. And from there, what goes to next step two? Is that booking an appointment online, booking an appointment with Sally at the front desk, seeing Nick the nurse, whatever it is, and follow that traction of what actually is the patient journey to the point that they book the appointment or get in contact with you, have gone through the whole process, however long they have to wait on average, and get home after their first appointment with you. Map out that journey. See what it really looks like. What is going to make that appointment or that entire process perfect from start to finish? And then try it out, exactly like Nathan said. Experience it for yourself. Was it easy to book online? Was it complicated? Were there too many tabs to fill out? Do you have to give too much personal data right off the bat in the beginning? People don't always feel comfortable with that until they trust you. So really map out the entire experience, get it nailed, be one that is proud of, something that is that you've made that you're proud of, that you would want to go see. How do you approach businesses? How do you go to other clinics? Have you booked an appointment at one of the other clinics, whether in your area or outside your area, to actually look at their patient experience? These are all tips and tricks. I think they will all work. We are one minute away from 15 minutes, and that is thanks to the amazing moderating skills. <laughs> First time we've been on track from the beginning, and I'm going to give you all 15 seconds, then I'm really going to catch you off to give me your tips and tricks. Lisa, a point that you really want to nail home. You need to make the patient feel special, however that work, however that looks for you. Make them feel special, whether it's a gift, a welcome, if you can put it all together, that they're feeling like they are a celebrity. If you treat everybody who walks through your door as your favorite celebrity, that's that's my tip. Steph and Nick, go. 15 seconds. Listen. Just listen. Listen to what they have to say. Don't always be the one talking. Yeah. I'm always, um, opening the door. I'm super ADD, so I can't sit at a desk. So I am opening doors for patients and what, what Nathan, uh, talked about. I, I can't stress enough, especially being the clinic owner, um, your face in front of people, even if they're coming in just for a check-in or a blood work follow-up or whatever it is, it's really nice to know when you greet them and you remember them and you can ask them about some of their experience. That was way longer. Yeah, make it 15 seconds, real 15 seconds. Yeah, I want want people to think of the best ever concert they've been to or best ever movie they've been to and how they've felt during that experience, how that entertainer made you feel. The the patient journey is all about your showtime. You are the show person for that patient. You need to make sure every patient walks out the door like you did when you walked out of that amazing concert you went to. Amazing. And to close my piece of advice, I want you to look at your menu and I want you to look at all the prices you've set out. And I want you to ask yourself, does the way you make your patients feel, if it was put on you, make it worth the price that you are asking for? Not just the results, but every single aspect. Does the front person make them feel worth a $3,000 package? Does your website, your social media... The way you answer the phones, every aspect of your business, is it worth the prices that is on your menu? And if it is not, then you can lower your prices 
or you can up your game and raise the bar. Thank you so much for listening to the Aesthetic Coaches Corner. I want you to give us all an amazing follow because this was a pretty tame episode. I feel we were all on our best behavior <laughs> considering the last one probably got us a few lawsuits. Oh, yeah. And I'm I'm literally doing this for my hotel room with a view of the Aegean Ocean outside my window. So if I'm doing this from Greece, I'm going to need a little more action from you guys on the next episode. We need okay? more action from you. Yeah. Listen, Steph, you don't want to be asking me for more action. You're going to have trouble with your husband. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Follow Nathan on Instagram at Nathan Strom. And don't forget to follow the Revenue Doctors. They kind of came up with this idea. You know, they invited everybody to be a part of it. Follow me from the Revenue Doctors at the underscore skin underscore guy. Of course, follow Nick and Steph to verdict. That's an easy one. Nick, T-V-R-D-I-K and Steph, S-T-E-P-H, T-V-R-D-I-K on Instagram. And of course, the beautiful even though she's all the way out in Edmonton, far away from the rest of us, the bitchin' beautician, that's bitch and beautician, the letter N, nothing more like and, and. And of course, her name is Lisa Krause. And we thank you for listening to all 13 episodes. And we still want to hear what is your favorite. We have gotten your suggestions in our messages and our emails and when we've been out on the road. And you will have the episodes you've requested coming up. But to find out when... You're going to have to keep listening. Podcasts are listed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, Google Podcasts, every single podcast platform in the world. And if it's not there and you don't find it there, message us. We'll put it on. Thank you very much. We are the Aesthetic Coaches Quarter, and we'll be back for the next best 15 minutes of your professional life shortly. See you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Love you.